Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? So come on, let's listen to our mixtape. Raise the roof and move your feet. Come along and laugh with our mixtape. Ha 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 Waka 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 waka. To the beat, settle in and listen to our mixtape. And now the music finishes. Enjoy your pork chop sandwiches. We're so professional here. I didn't even think to do a mic check before we started. So, hi, hi. Nope. <laughs> the answer is no. I can't hear you. Why can't I hear you? Are you plugged in? Yeah, he's plugged in. Keep talking. That's what she said. Talking to your mic, not his. No. Keep talking. Really only works if you continue to talk. Oh, I know why. Which one of you dumbasses plugged into the third slot? I never plugged them in. You're stupid. Plug it into that one. I'm leaving all this shit in so I can show the incompetency of the people in this show. And he's supposed to be smart. Try talking now. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. <laughs> Stupid. God, this is the this is what the show's gonna be like I'm, tonight. I yeah. sound. Who, am I going in that? No. Okay. What? I am. What are you talking about? You sound fine. It's your uh, headphones. I'm telling you. All right. Hey, maybe. You sound perfectly fine. Yeah, you're fine. Dude. And welcome to our show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jason Emmett. Uh, um, having men- a stroke. Mentally disabled. Oh my God. Jeez. Stupidy. Kissy Masterpiece. Our show. Oh, God, because I cranked that volume thinking Cat was Kevin's. <laughs> wow. Uh, going to be bad. Waka. So, this is uh, a special edition of the show, because as... Uh, special ed edition. As we... <laughs> not far off. As we speak, uh, this, this is the night. Now, when you guys listen to it, it's going to be like two weeks later, but... Yeah. March 5th. This was the night that uh, Coming to America came out. Two, yes. No, it's called Coming to America. And I'll play on words. Right. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. So we decided we were going to talk about Coming to America. and One uh, and two. Yeah, m- I mean, mostly one, but we'll mm. give our thoughts on two. It's going to be, it, you, know, you know, it just came out. We watched it. We yes. watched it. it. We all hated it. We all... Hated it. The only thing good were, bullshit. were all the hot chicks in it. Yes. Fine, fine ladies. Yeah, no bathing. <laughs> well, at least seen. Yeah, Stu was really pissed. He gets way. to see some nice PG-13 boobs, but, you know. Yeah, like. Nothing. Like under boobs. It wasn't really under boobs. I just sometimes boob. sit here and watch this show devolve. De- dissolve. Into, no, devolve. Whatever. I'm worried about Stu. I'm pretty sure if I shove this microphone down my throat enough, I'd choke to death. It'd be interesting. I'd watch. Okay. Scrape the teeth. Hi, everyone in listening land. Um, it's a little weird because we're not used to uh, watching a movie before we do. We usually come in and just 
do a show. Mm-hmm. And tonight we sat and watched a movie before we did a show. And it wasn't what was on our scheduled programming. Uh, but as you hear, Senior Spank Dog cannot be with us tonight. Senior Spank Dog. Um, he's having his second round of gonorrhea shots. So good for him. I, you know, I just think I think it's a lovely thing that he's trying to get this cleared up. Uh, That's not very nice when you're talking about a son like that. What? <laughs> you know you're going to piss him off saying right. stuff like that. Last night he called my daughter a bitch. What the fuck? I called you one. I wasn't the one who did it, so you weren't talking yeah, to me. Yeah, well, I thought it was him. Called him one. Apparently it was her. Now now you just called Spanky's son gonorrhea. Chlamydia? Do you ever just like sit there and watch him dig his own hole? I like my own hole. Oh my God, this is not going to be a good show. Hey everyone, we're going to talk about coming to America tonight. I don't think anybody died this week that we can announce on the show. Did anyone die this week that we can announce on the show? We didn't kill anyone from the last show. No, this about, time. I think we're about to, though. I think a lot of it was good because we talked about people that were already dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not. If James Earl Jones dies, we have nothing to do with it. He's they in his are, 90s. They pre- predicted it. Spoiler alerts. Um, he's in his 90s at this point, and I don't think he's in any bad health of any kind. Yeah, right now, so. you know. So we don't, we don't cause that if that happens. No. And if Eddie Murphy dies, well, you saw the gut. <laughs> it's for all the cocaine you did in the 80s. Well, I thought cocaine was supposed to make you slimmer. It's a hell of a drug. You did in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to talk about Coming to America. It's a wonderful movie, and if you have not seen it, don't watch Coming to America until you've seen Coming to America. Agreed. You should watch the TV series, though. Okay. Well, no, you don't. <laughs> No, you're just talking crazy talk. Neither of you. He saw like five minutes and you ain't seen shit. I seen a preview of it. I went through it. I watched it. Ona is the... Paul Bates is the only person from the movies that's in it at all. And I don't know if he was just hurting for money. I don't want to talk about it. We will, but I don't want to. It was, uh, let's see, produced by CBS, right? Yeah. Yeah, and guys, it's... Oh, God. It's on YouTube. It's really shitty copy. It never, it was never picked up, and it aired one night as a special. And what's great is if you watch it on YouTube, it literally says, uh, "Tonight's uh, showing of Square Pegs will not be seen. In its place will be this special presentation." Square Pegs. I was like, "Yes," <laughs> uh, but we're not talking about that. We will, but I don't want to. But we're going to. Uh, we're going to talk about 1988's Coming to America, which is a little film starring. Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Eddie Murphy, and Arsenio. Do you remember the previews? Because that's what starring Eddie yeah. Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall. Uh, film was directed by John Landis. Now, makes a lot of sense because John Landis also did Trading Places. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into all that, too. That's an interesting Yeah, thing. there's a little bit of drama there. There's a lot of bit of drama <laughs> there. Yeah. Uh, Directed by John Landis uh, from a story by Eddie Murphy, question mark. We'll get into that, too. Wink. Um, Murphy plays Akeem Joffer, the crown prince of the fictional African nation of Zamunda, who travels to the United States in hopes of finding a woman he can marry. Both uh, Eddie Murphy and Arsenio Hall play multiple characters in the movie uh, with the help of prosthetics done by one Rick Baker. 
So that's really cool. Huh. I, I didn't look to see if Rick Baker did them in this. I'm, I would imagine he probably did. Mm. Or did They're pretty good. Or did he pass away? Rick Baker might have passed away, actually. I think he might have passed away. Hmm. Well, anyway, I mean, the same prosthetics, basically. I mean, they look a little better, but essentially the same characters. So, uh, <coughs> let's see. Eddie Murphy plays Prince Akeem Jaffer, the Prince of Zamunda. He plays Randy Watson, <laughs> the soul singer with the band Sexual Chocolate. Sexual Chocolate. He plays Saul, the Jewish barbershop customer. He plays Clarence, the owner of the barbershop. Arsenio Hall plays Simi. He plays Reverend Brown, Morris the Barber, and the Extremely Ugly Girl, which that's what he's credited. <laughs> that is one of my favorite scenes. You mean the transgender? Yeah. The that scene, whatever you want to call it. Watching that scene is one of my favorite scenes because every time I watch it, I know. Eddie is, is about to bust. He's doing like, everything he can to keep a straight face. It was like take 13, he's and like, he's still, I want to tear you apart. And the way he turns and looks... <laughs> And you can see him holding it back. Like, yeah. <laughs> and your friend, too. It's so good. Um, One lip quiver away from blowing. Oh, yeah, it totally right? is. But it's hilarious. The mustache was helping it kind of like seal it in. But if you, you go back to the days of when Eddie Murphy was on Saturday Night Live, and there is a skit where like nobody can hold it in when he's doing stuff. So there's a skit where it's this party for famous inventors. And all Eddie Murphy's doing is he's standing at the door announcing them as they come in. And he's saying things like, Michel Sandwich, you know. And they're all gathered. And at one point he goes, Michel Douchebag. <laughs> and this, they're all like standing around. And the whole joke is like, these inventors go up and they're like, hello, douchebag. <laughs> like, so, we hear you're working on a new invention. Yes, tell us what it is. He's like, yes, yes, tell us what you're sitting on. And, like, the whole joke is them making references to douchebags and trying not to laugh. That was what was great about the old Saturday Night Live, is they were trying to make each other laugh. And when they did, it was pretty funny. And Eddie Murphy was pretty great on Saturday Night Live. It, I, I was gonna, I, going into this movie, I was kind of, like, kind of worried because Eddie Murphy has not been Eddie Murphy in a long time. You you, you should see, um, let's see, Dolomite is my name. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, but Eddie Murphy has still not been Eddie Murphy. I would still, yeah, I would argue I, in this, the only reason he was is because the writers wrote Eddie Murphy. They wrote Akeem. Yeah. Because, I don't know, he just hasn't been the same dude in a long, long time. That's true. Um, I haven't seen Dave. I heard, you know, some pretty good things. I haven't seen. I don't, I don't know. Know. How long ago was that? Though that was like ten years ago. More than that. More than that. Yeah. I think we were all kind of worried going into the second one after the whole Bill and Ted debacle for us. I mean, Stu and I both agree. While it was not a horrible movie, it was not a good Bill and Ted movie. I know people liked it, but it, it like I to me it missed the. It, it lost a few things. On it. it missed the heart of Bill and Ted. Like, it didn't hit right. Mm. So we were all worried going into this, I think. And I was I was more worried about Eddie Murphy than anyone else. Oh, and Tracy Morgan, which we'll talk about. Uh, also in the movie was uh, James Earl Jones. He was King uh, Joffe Joffer. Don't die. Um, John Amos. He plays Cleo McDowell. Don't die. He, <laughs> Just Madge Sinclair, who played... Queen Oleon. She did. She died. <laughs> she's already dead. Yeah, she's already. Can't uh, die twice. 
Or uh, can you? Um, Shari Headley, who was Lisa McDowell. Uh, Don't die. Clint Smith, he was Sweets the Barber. So we were happy to see him back in the oh, yeah, yeah, The only one that wasn't. Wasn't it? Arsenio or Eddie, yes. Yeah. Don't die. Um, we have Paul Bates. As, Are you going to do the whole entire thing? We have <laughs> Paul Bates as it. Ona. Uh, he's great. Oh, yeah. Don't die. Don't die. Seriously, you two. You're getting winners. And the first one, we had Eric LaSalle, which really so, shocked we didn't see yeah. him at all. Even a cameo of him. That's Daryl. The You know. Just let your soul glow. Yeah, but we we did see a soul glow box. Just a box. Yeah, yeah. And we did Second hear one. the. We heard the soul glow yeah. clip one time, but yeah, we did. Didn't we? No, follow the drip. Come on, I mean, follow the drip. No, Frankie Faison in this one. Frankie Faison was the landlord in the first one. Uh, we also had Vanessa Bell, who was Imana Izzy, brother of a king. Uh, he's the one who. Uh, he's the one who passed away. That. Wesley Snipes is pet playing like his son. Ah, uh, like then, the uh, general. Yeah, you know. and then Louis Anderson. You know what they should have had was the two guys at the f- baseball stadium, where, yeah, where they uh, met in the bathroom. Well, one of those was uh, well. There was only one guy that they met, and that oh no, that was the two. one took a picture. Sorry. Yeah. Well, okay, but one was oh yeah, that's right. He goes and gets his like cousin or whatever. So the guy that meets him in line is actually um, Arsenio Hall's. So Eddie Murphy brother. and Arsenio, Eddie Murphy's half brother or stepbrother is in the movie, and um, Arsenio Hall's brother. That's like Arsenio Hall's brother who, like, meets him in the line and is like, "Oh, you're huh. my friends." Yeah, they actually had a few family members in the movie. Oh, but damn. Um, we also had. Um, Allison Dean is Patricia McDowell, and she was not in this. And I'm really shocked because it seems like they could yeah. have put her in the second one easily. Even if not a lot, she should have been in it, I felt mm-hmm. like. So maybe there was a reason. I don't know. Uh, in the original movie, we also had a few cameos. We had, of course, Samuel Jackson, um, which we were all waiting for in this. And we you know, didn't see it. Samuel Jackson is the guy who holds up the McDowells. Yep. Gets his ass kicked. Maybe he's still serving a life sentence or something. The character? Yes. Yeah. It took me a second, too. I was like. No, that that would be Wesley Snipes. Um, uh, <laughs> text evasion. And then we had a cameo uh, with Cuba Gooding Jr., which yeah. uh, Stu didn't know that it was him. No, I didn't. And so I pointed it when it happened. I was like, look who's in the chair, Stu. Mm-hmm. He's just in the barbershop. He just doesn't say a word. Smiles just, and getting his hair kind of cut. And my, be- my guess is he's probably really laughing at those guys. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is with Cuba, though, he's been having some legal issues lately. So, so he could have used the money in the right. as a cameo. Uh, so he should have just had him uh, in a barbershop again. He didn't have, and not say anything, just be sitting in the chair. Get his hair that would be hilarious. Uh, and, of course, we in, we had a very famous cameo by Don Amici and Ralph Bellamy. Yes. Better known as Randolph and Mortimer. Dude. From Trading Places. Which makes perfect sense. I almost said Spaces. I was... It's uh, yeah, you know, uh, but they reprise the roles. Um, they're dead, yeah, or at least one of them. So, is. both of them are. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like we said, this was another John Landis movie. Um, so there's there's some story behind all this this whole thing. So apparently, mm-hmm. when they did Trading Places together, they got along really well. But Trading mm-hmm. Places was like a really really early Eddie Murphy. Film. Yeah. So when they. Eddie Murphy says basically he threw John Landis a bone, figuring you know he did a good job with trading places, and plus half of Hollywood was just they pretty were much out to get him because the whole Twilight Zone. I mean, you know, somebody died, killing kids. He didn't. He 
he didn't kill them. <laughs> the safety precautions should have been there and weren't, and yeah, that's why they and died, and he was technically responsible for that, but, you know. So, basically, Landis recalls the differences in working with Murphy on the movies. He said, the guy on Trading Places was young and full of energy and curious and funny and fresh and great. See, I agree with what he's about to say, though. He said, the guy in Coming to America was the pig of the world. But I still think he's a wonderful, uh, or is wonderful in the movie. What I, I don't think he's a pig, but I think that's what happened. Eddie Murphy was this, like, funny, energetic dude, and then he got kind of full of himself. What did Eddie say? what did eddie say about john landis we had a tussling confrontation we didn't come to blows personalities didn't match he directed me in trading places when i was just starting out as a kid but he was still treating me like a kid five years later during coming to america and i hired him to direct the movie i was gonna direct coming to america myself but i knew that landis had just done three fucked up pictures in a row and that his career was having uh, was hanging on by a thread after Twilight Zone trial. I figured the guy was nice to me when I did Trading Places, so I'd give him a shot. I was going out of my way to help this guy, and he fucked me over. Now he's got a hit picture on his resume, a movie that made over $200 million, as opposed to him coming off a couple of fucked up movies, which is where I'd rather see him be right now. I believe Eddie. What? I don't. I do. Really? Jonathan Landis basically said, you know, he was kind of hard to direct in this one, but I still thought he did a good job. All Eddie did was basically go, I mean, he come off fucked up movie, treated me like shit, and I didn't like it. I could have directed it my damn self, but I didn't. See, to me, one sounds cocky, one sounds humble. That's the thing, though. One sounds cocky, but maybe there's a reason behind that cockiness. I don't know. I totally think that Eddie Murphy started getting full of him. I, I don't think it. I know it. I mean, there's stories all over Hollywood. Yeah, I've also heard stories about John Landis. Maybe. And his son's a dick. <laughs> just saying. Well, I don't know how that plays <laughs> in. Somebody's getting real defensive <laughs> about Eddie Murphy saying. over here. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> hey, Mr. Murphy, if you're listening, I would like a job on one of your next movies. Well, we can just talk to scary. As a bather. We can just talk to Scary Spice on her thoughts of Eddie Murphy. Yeah. yeah. By all accounts, he's kind of turned into a shitbag. Mm. Uh, he might be better now. I know for a while, and it hurt him. I mean, he wasn't getting film roll. I mean, a thousand words. I mean, some of his movies were just like not hitting. Oddly enough, and not good for either of their careers. They worked together a few years later. Does anybody know what movie they worked together on a few years later? Ooh. Beverly Hills Cop 3. Yes, sir. I was guessing. What the fuck? Yep. Beverly Hills <laughs> Cop 3, which is a shit that movie. That's really when Eddie Murphy's career just went in the shitter. And yet they're thinking about doing another one. He he says he owes it to us, which I don't disagree. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I don't know if I can see him being Axel Foley anymore. I think it requires a certain attitude and energy, and I just don't know. At least not in the shape he's in right now. See, coming to America, the second one here, it works because he's supposed to be older, and he's lost his way, and he's a little bit of a jerk in it. Right. And that's kind of in the role. To be Axel, he's got to have an attitude, an energy. I don't know if he can pull it off anymore. Axel was fun and energetic and goofy as shit. He definitely needs to go to the gym if he's going to be Axel Foley. And I think as we learned from Beverly Hills Cop 3, like, it's such a bad movie. Yeah. There's like a really bad blue screen. What the fuck is with the Ferris wheels? It's so not good. And then he did Metro afterwards. I haven't seen Metro. I didn't hate Metro. I know a lot of people didn't like it. It's sort of like a rougher Beverly Hills Cop. 
Uh, anyway, like I said, they did work together in Beverly Hills Cop 3, which I think is funny the way Hollywood works sometimes. You know what I mean? You had a, what's her face, uh, Megan Fox coming out saying that, uh, uh, you guys got to help me with the dude because Michael Bay. Oh, yeah. Compared the dude to Hitler. Yeah. Oh, my. So it was like, uh-huh. see your career, Megan Fox. Next thing you know, she's like, I'm sorry. Okay, you can be in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but only. Because you said you were sorry. Right. Yeah, after the Transformers. But that's why she wasn't in the third one. I wonder if that would work for Gina Carano. Because she pissed off. I, I mean, I don't know, man. It's like... I doubt that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's The problem is, is I think what it, what Gina Carano did is not the same as no. what... Megan Fox was slamming on somebody. He's like, it's like working for Hitler with this guy. That's Gina Carano said that... Being a Republican is the same as being a Jew in Nazi Germany who was beat down in the street. So then Roseanne Barr, if she apologized? Where's her career? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. No, I think she just made a shitty comment to a very powerful director. And he's like, excuse me? <laughs> uh, your career's over. Because, yeah. Let's be honest. Megan Fox, where is her career? Right. She was on New Girl for like two seasons. And I didn't hate her on it. It's just where that was how many years ago? Mm-hmm. Where's her career? It's doing shitty ass Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. That's where her career is because those movies suck. Welcome to Catherine Heigelland. What? what? Catherine Heigelland. <laughs> well, she's not that good of an actress. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Eddie Murphy received a salary of $8 million for his work on the film, uh, plus 15% of the film rentals. Landis received 600000 plus 10% of gross receipts. Probably worked out really well for both of them. Uh, Landis calling... Uh, so, Landis has this... Uh, and I pointed out to Stu in the movie. John Landis has this, this kind of Easter egg calling card he slips into all his movies. Well, most of his movies. It's the See You Next Wednesday uh, in this movie, it appears on a science fiction movie poster in the subways. Uh, did it? Station. Did it? Was it in the second one? Did and you notice? Jonathan Landis didn't do this. Oh, that's right. Oh. Uh, see you next Wednesday. It's a reoccurring joke um, that he refers to a fictional film that is rarely seen and never entirely seen by anyone. Um, each instance of See You Next Wednesday in Landis' film seems to be a completely different film than the previous one that it's referenced in. Um, and he got the idea for the title um, from 1968 movie, uh, from the 1968 movie 2001: A Space Odyssey. Uh, the last line spoken by Frank Poole's father during Poole's video letter from his parents is "See you next Wednesday." And so he's just sort of tagged it in all his movies, um, kind of like um, almost every. Uh, oh God, man, what is wrong? I can't think of anybody's name tonight. Um, Shit bags, motherfucker. Uh, what's That's his an name? Interesting name? You know, I think it was Sam Raimi oh. has the uh, the car from the Evil Dead movie somewhere hidden in almost all of his movies. In fact, he did that western. He did that western, uh, the Bad and the Dead or whatever the fuck is Quick and the Dead. He actually disguised the car as a wagon to still have it in the movie. So he had it. He has that car in almost and like hidden somewhere in most of his movies. <laughs> Same car from his first movie. Uh, so it's kind of cool when those guys kind of sneak that shit in there. Nice little Easter egg there. Yeah. For example, uh, in every movie that... Um, see, I can't think of anybody's name tonight, and that's just not good for me. Well, you've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, Fast and Furious. That guy. 
Vin Diesel. Yes. You almost didn't think of it there for a second. Just for example, in every movie Vin Diesel's in, contractually, he have to says he has to say, "We're family." Even in Marvel, a group means we are family in like every scene. Really? No, I just made that shit oh, up right okay. off the top of my fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> His face was like, "Are you?" I didn't fucking know that. Well, it's kind of like Rock wearing Under Armour and everything. Yeah, well, there's a reason for that. He owns a piece of the fucking company. Yeah. Is he wearing it in uh, Scorpion King? Yes. Uh, his underwear. You just didn't know it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, so didn't it's know, I didn't know Under Armour did loincloth. Yeah, they do. Under, Ar- uh, Under Armour's loin editions. Uh, you should go look into them. <laughs> I want to look at their loins. So, check this shit out. So, there was a press screening of this movie, right? Mm-hmm. And it tanked people hated it so paramount canceled all press screenings the all the rest of them because they're like oh shit we got a stinker on our hand right so then they release it theatrically thinking it's gonna bomb and it didn't uh it actually made 128 million 152,000 in the United States, and ended up in the worldwide total of two hundred eighty-eight million. It's the it was the highest earning film that year, so of nineteen eighty-eight, for the studio, and the third highest grossing film of the United States box office in nineteen eighty-eight. So that just goes to show you, fuck them press screenings. I hate press screenings. They have ruined good movies because what has happened so many times is they'll show a press screening and it gets bad press review and they'll go back and fuck with it and give a shit like the daredevil movie we got versus the director's cut which we deserved and i'm gonna say this to all unpopular people marvel lovers out there the ben affleck daredevil movie if you watch the director's cut is a good fucking movie that actually has coolio in it and you never even knew he was in the fucking movie because they cut him out they also take out the sex scene that doesn't need to be there and they change the love story and it's a much better movie but that's what happens in hollywood you guys can't see what's going on. That's the problem. Uh, the film was nominated for two Oscars. You guys want to guess what they were? Oscars? Yeah, they were nominated for two Oscars. Oh, Best Picture? Yes. Coming to America was nominated for Best Picture. Razzies. Oh, wait. Oh, that's not an Oscar. God. Remember that thing when you said sometimes you're worried about Stu? <laughs> uh, best Comedy? I think Stu's getting worse. <laughs> Literally, while we're sitting here. <laughs> it's like he's going away right before our eyes. I wish I was going away. We wish you were, too. Who are you talking about? What to Oscars do you fuckers think they were nominated for? Best Comedy? No. Um, Best Actor? No. Best Picture? Like, I don't know, costume design or something? That's one. <laughs> All right. Um, Come on. What do you think the for this movie? What do you think an Oscar they might have got nominated for? Best foreign film. Yeah, that's what it uh, was. I'm going to say um, choreography. No, no. Make, makeup effects. Oh, okay. Uh, best costume design and best makeup effects. Yeah. Uh, Rick Baker designed both of for Arsenio Hall and uh, Eddie Murphy and multiple supporting characters, which we mentioned. So, did you know that they got sued for this film? Exactly. So, Eddie Murphy claims he came up with the story idea, but that... Mm, I don't See, this is what I'm talking about right here. Mm-hmm. Took some credit for it, but in 1990, a humorist named Art Buckwald... K 
can't make that shit up. Sued the film uh, on the grounds that the film's idea was stolen from his 1982 script treatment about a rich uh, despotic, 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 yep, African, oh my God, there's words here I can't say, African potentate who becomes, uh, who comes to America for a state visit. Paramount had optioned this treatment from Buckwald. And John Landis was attached as director and Eddie Murphy as the lead role. But after two years in development hell, they abandoned the project in March of 1985. Then in 1987, Paramount began working on Coming to America based on a story by Eddie Murphy, even though he had been attached to this other project. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, Buckwald won the breach of contract action court. Uh, They... It, they settled out of court. Nobody knows how much he got, but I'm sure it was a pretty decent payday. Probably worked out for him well in the end is what I'm saying. So the melody... <laughs> I just... It was like... That's, that's all I heard. The melody heard in the bathroom scene where Prince Akeem is being washed by female servants <laughs> was sampled in 2006 for That's That by Snoop Dogg featuring R. Kelly. I just thought I'd add that because it was kind of cool. <sighs> All right, I'm going to mention it already. The royal penis is clean, your highness. A remix of the song featuring rapper Nas included a woman's voice saying, The royal penis is clean, your highness, a line taken <laughs> from the same song, <laughs> from the same scene. <laughs> You're welcome. A couple other little know that cool one. fun factoids about this movie. We were talking about Paula Abdul did the dance choreography. So that scene, they're really cool. That's one of the things I thought was lacking in the second one. I thought they were going to do it, and they like started bringing out like the cool African dancers, and you, we thought we were going to get to see this cool dance mm-hmm. scene. It was really short, and then the first one, that dancing was awesome yeah. and hot. And as I <laughs> as I told him, I'm like, Thriller should be in the background because the way they were dancing, they do kind of do like a Thriller mm-hmm. thing. I every time I see it, there's a scene where they do this like skip step thing, and every time I see it, I'm like, they are defying gravity. Blows my mind every time I see it. Michael Jackson, eat your heart out. Paula Abdul finally did what she should have done, which was stick to dancing. Yeah, not that singing shit. No, straight up. <laughs> With the slide whistle. <laughs> not the mic. Not even close. It's like totally opposite direction. <laughs> I think you need to go back and forth. <laughs> you need to take lessons. You said that before you yeah, came out yeah. of the bathroom. Do they have lessons? <laughs> You know what that was? I was speaking Zamundan. Zamundan, Zamundan. The name Zamunda comes from, um, I think it was, uh, they were talking, I don't remember whose name it was. It was like a writer or something. A lot of people thought it came from this or that, but they like, it was a Zamuda was the name of like. Oh, Paul Zamuda? Might have been. I don't know, but that's where the name came from. They just took a play off that. He had something to do with something. Also, I thought this was... I'm stalling because I don't want to talk about the series, but I will. <laughs> uh, we were also talking about... So, McDowell's... So, I had to look it up because I was really curious. I'm like, obviously, McDonald's had to agree to this, right? And they did. They were 100% on board. Um, but, oddly enough, it was filmed... The original was filmed in a Wendy's. <laughs> really? That's hilarious. That was uh, about to close. And I guess there's one scene where if you look closely over the cash register, you could actually see a Wendy's menu. I'll be damned. So McDowell's was 
ripoff of McDonald's filmed in Wendy's. I got to tell you guys what happened today at work. This is a great story. So we're at work and we're, <laughs> we're doing this like little competition thing. And uh, you've met Steve from yeah. my work, but I don't think Stewie ever has. He's, he's a older gentleman. Real, he seems quiet, but then when you kind of get around him, he's hilarious, right? So we're sitting at work today and we're doing this like thing. We're earning these little shamrocks and we can turn those in. And when, when like a gift card at the end of the month, the, if we do a certain amounts of work or whatever, but the, each day they do a little game too. And today we did everybody, we did a game of never have I ever through emails and each person got a turn and Steve was the first one out. I was the second one out. I'm like, everybody's bragging like, I'm still in. I'm like, all you guys are bragging about is you have uneventful lives because me and Steve are out. Cause it's like, who's been horseback riding? Who's been to Mexico? Who's been and I'm like, we're, we have <laughs> like, who's been to Washington DC. Like, it's like, I never have I ever been to Washington DC. Boring. So, so we're all joking around. Well, I nailed all of them. I was like, never have I ever had the hiccups. Yes, I'm serious. And everybody's like, oh, shit, no, you're not. You've ne-. No, I've never had the hiccups. I don't really? Even know. No, I don't oh, even know damn. what that feels like. So we started joking around because one of the girls at work came around. She's like, do you guys understand He's the rules? He's got no gag reflex. That's what he's saying. And you do. I do. I know. No, I was telling them you do. Trust me, he does. <laughs> Should I use the... Uh, happy slide whistle or the uh, depressed slide how whistle? How far does that thing come down? <laughs> That's what she said. That's about right. Damn it. <laughs> Stop taking my lines. <laughs> so anyway, one of the girls at work comes around. She's like, do you guys understand the rules of um, never have I ever? And I was like, "It's a yeah, it's a drinking game. I know it never have I ever. She's like, yeah, it's exactly. So everybody's doing these. And I was like, I was like, maybe, maybe we should start playing never have I ever. Like if we were actually drinking. You know, where we start saying crazy shit. I was waiting for Stewie to come back in the room because he just abruptly walked out. And he needs to hear this story. So, I was like, you know, like one of us says, Never have I ever had sex with a girl in a Wendy's bathroom while eating a Frosty. And Steve and I look over at Steve and I'm still talking. And I go, Steve goes, oh shit, I'm out. <laughs> and then he goes, I said, what? and then Steve would be like, wait, wait, wait. You said Wendy's? And Steve goes, yeah, it wasn't a Wendy's. Oddly enough, her name was Wendy. <laughs> I just freaking lost it. I was like, that was brilliant. <laughs> He's like, well, I went to college. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was funny. So kudos to Steve. Good job, Steve. He made me laugh today. Good Steve. Good Steve. And then there's what I did today. Want to hear what I did today? <laughs> what? So I've had this bad habit the last couple months of waking up about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes before my alarm goes off. Mm, I try not to look at the alarm clock because I'm like, just lay here and fall back asleep and you won't know, right? You won't know if it's 10 minutes or Exactly. But it never works for me. I've got an idea. I don't know what just happened. I probably got an email. That's what is alerting me. So I wake up this morning and I roll over and I, I hit the thing and I look at the clock. I'm like, shit, I got like 15 minutes. So I lay there for about five minutes. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to get up, and take a shower, and get ready. It's, it's 10 minutes. It's not going to kill me. So I get up, take a shower, come out, make my lunch, walk out the door, and I'm like, damn, it's dark out. Like, it must be about the storm because, like, it's been dark, but a little bit of sunlight. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, shit, it's like going to storm. And then I looked at my watch. I was like, what the fuck? So I didn't believe that, so I pulled out my phone. I didn't believe that either, so I came back in and looked at the microwave. I'm like, motherfucker, it was an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm 
like an hour. I thought it was like 15 minutes. It was an hour and 15 minutes before I had to get up. And I was already up and showered. Stupid. Yeah. You're so stupid. So I sat down for a few minutes and I'm like, well, I'm not going to fall back asleep. Like, I, there's no fucking way. I just got out of the shower, right? So I go into work. And I go to, I'm going to get on the elevator, and my supervisor walks up. And she's like, why are you here so early? I was like, well, did something really dumb today. <laughs> so I told her. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah. I felt really dumb. It sucked, too, because you're like, fuck, I got to slap for another hour. I was kind of pissed at myself. You should have went to the gym. I swear. I thought it. I looked. I just I fucking a shower. Hate well, my bad. Yeah, it sucked. Bad. How did I? Cool. I was so awake. I, I just. I guess in my head it had to be time, right? Oh, all right. So, uh, yeah. So there was. God. So most people don't know that they tried to do a spinoff series of Coming to America. Eddie Murphy was an executive producer, but I'm sure he had didn't. He just paid for it. He didn't yeah, actually know anything about it. He, he probably didn't pay for it. He didn't give oh, any God, money no. to it. He was a producer. He probably that was, was just an extra paycheck, yeah. Right. yeah. So it was supposed to be a television pilot, uh, sitcom. And when I say sitcom, I mean like straight up laugh track, dumbass fucking sitcom. <laughs> uh, Tommy Davison was Prince Tariq. And Paul Bates uh, was Ona, as I said in it before. Um, <laughs> it was unsold. Nobody picked it up. Trust me, I know why. But they did play it uh, one. It was play. It was aired on July fourth um, for the CBS summer. You can see that. You can hear the pure joy in my voice as I'm talking about the CBS summer playhouse pilot. Sounds as good as like Fuzzbucket was. Um, so I kind of was like, well, I'm gonna, you know, like when we did the Weird Science episode, and I was like, well, I'll watch some of the weird science series. Now it was a series that ran for like four or five years. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I'm going to try to watch this pilot. I'm going to see if I can find it. And sure enough, it was on YouTube. So I said that was 24 minutes. I was like, oh, I give up. I'm sure it's not going to be great. One, it's horrible quality. Horrible. The sound is just atrocious. It's really bad. But I'm like, it's 24 minutes. I will watch this pile of shit that has zero to do. I mean, it don't expect a lot of, he's supposed to be Akeem's brother. And they send him to America, which there's no scene of him in Africa where they do this. It starts with him in New York living in this house with Paul Bates. And uh, they sent him there because he was kind of irresponsible and they want him to learn to be, you know, a better prince. And there is, and there's a family that lives downstairs that the landlord of their place, it is really bad. And in the first episode, he's like, Spending all his money on American stuff. And he's like, we're out of money this month. And he's like, we're out of money this month. He's like, you've spent it all. You only get an allowance every month. So we have to get jobs. So the guy downstairs owns a diner and they go to work at the diner. There is a line in this where, first of all, it's to me, it was just like, hey, let's just take this Tommy Davidson kid and do you. And he's just like every Tommy Davidson gag and joke you've ever heard is thrown in here. Like we have him doing his version of Stevie Wonder his version of Michael Jackson. It's just like, it's over the top. Well, he walks up to the dude and he's like, this is America. I can be, Bever I can be anything if I want to. I can be a Beverly Hills cop. You can be a Beverly Hills cop too. And then, what, what was it? And then we can both 
No, it wasn't. Trading. No, that's not what he says. He says, and then in 48 hours, we could both trade places. Yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of humor you got in it. That was the kind of sitcom it was. That was that. That's horrible. Oh God! It's. I want you to watch it. Go home and watch this on YouTube. All right, I will. <laughs> you, I knew it. That's your assignment. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, we've both seen Fuzz Bucket. Would you have rather seen Fuzz Bucket yes. as opposed to this? I mean, no, but only because this was twenty minutes shorter than Fuzz Bucket. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I, I'd like to say. At least it had Tommy Davidson, but I really want to like reach out and go, Tommy, what the f- It was his audition fuck? tape for In Living Color. Can we Come be on. honest, though? What? What has he done? I haven't seen him in a long time. Zero. I mean, Black Dynamite, and that was 10 years ago. More? Maybe. It's probably around 2009, somewhere in there. Something? Yeah. I don't know. He's, I'm sure he's done something. Honestly, when I think about the In Living Color cast, I mean... I mean, Jim Carrey, I mean, he does a lot of stuff on Broadway. David Allen Greer pops up a lot. Yeah. But, um, I mean, David Allen Greer pops up in movies all the time. But I'm like, we don't see any of them a whole lot. I mean, lot. Damon, you know, does a few Junior know, does. Things. Yeah, Junior does. Um, I like it better. Yeah, where's Keenan now? Uh, God, I think Keenan. Keenan in, I think Keenan's retired. I mean, where's SW1? Sean Wayne. Sean Wayne. Yeah. Well, he went by SW1. He was like the DJ for a while. Um, uh, wait, Marlon you know, still acts. I haven't seen him in a while, though. Yeah, he was in like... Uh, you those... Jim Carrey? I think they still do stand-up comedy sometimes. No, he's Joe Biden. You know, yeah, that's true. Actually. You're right. Yeah. You got me there. And uh, I think they're actually getting ready to do Believe It or Not. So this is what happens. So I got. Oh, we got some news. So I think they're going to be doing another Ace Ventura movie. Um, oh, right. Hmm. So... Adam but Sandler just okay doing a sequel to like Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. I heard that the pro <sighs> Happy Gilmore Pro Tour or something like that. It's yeah. not going to be the same. It's not going to be good. Bob Barker's not going to be in it. It's not going to be good. Oh yeah. I, I, you know you want to have high hopes, but I'm sorry, Adam, your movies have sucked, <sighs> and you're bringing people down with you. I'm not trying to be mean. I I David Spade I still went have, down with him. I still have hope. Well, David Spade kind of saved himself by getting a talk show. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, that's true. And Kevin James, I I'm going to say this right now. I like the crew, the yeah, Netflix right. show that Kevin James is on. I think it's a decent show. And yeah. his I named Kevin in it again. He always goes by Kevin, and everything he's in. He literally had a show called Kevin Can Wait. Why? It's like can he not remember names unless they're calling him by his own name? But well, this Kevin cannot wait until the next Adam Sandler movie. Really? That means you haven't seen Hubie Halloween then? I have not. No, I'm well, sure it's watch horrible. that. Well, no, it's really bad. Yeah, I've, I've seen several of and Mr. I, Sandler's work. And I just feel like what happens to these? Like I like Adam Sandler. I don't dislike him. I think with Adam Sandler, I mean, he has this crew of people that okay, he but he always did. With. Yeah, but I. It's a paycheck for them, I guess. Well, a lot of them aren't doing a whole lot yeah. else, I guess, too. Right. I just, I just want to see the. And this was the fear with this movie. You know, there's a sequel coming out, to coming to America. Mm-hmm. We're all excited, but we're all worried. And it was, I think it was almost exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was nowhere near 
the 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 humor of the first one. It was very updated and fit for this time, and I, that it had some pretty hot girls in it. No, like every woman yeah, in this movie was every hot, one. except for what's her name. You know oh, what? Even she her had her moments. No, her, no. I, are we gonna those titties? Y'all lost me. The Who's, mom, what's her name? The mom of the dude, um, Cicely Strong. The mom, Kim, of the dude. Some, no. The mom of I mean I know who you're talking yeah. about But the mom of the dude is how you narrowed it down Yes The mom of the dude I mean I knew You always have these hopes like I want to capture Okay People today Leslie Jones People today My kids today like More like Tom Jones My kids, teenagers People still love Like they go back and they love the Ghostbusters They love uh, the Back to the Future. They love '80s comedies. Mm. People today, young people, are still watching them and loving them. Oh, yeah. So there's always this hope they'll recapture those, like they'll make those movies again, and we'll get those. T- that today's comedies aren't always very good. Sometimes, but sometimes they're just bad. And so, I appreciate the updating. Um, okay, so I'll kind of put it like this: I love Jurassic Park. Mm. Love it. Uh, it's. I love the book. The movie holds like this certain kind of fantasy element to me. Um, Some of the best original CGI ever. It's actually still holds up. It's really good. I I really appreciated Jurassic World. Um, it's it's not Jurassic Park. It's not as good as Jurassic Park. It's not even close. But the guy who wrote it and directed it talked about. He's like, I remember sitting in a theater. In 1993, watching Jurassic Park, and it blew my mind. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And so this guy, he had a love for it going in. Mm. And I think that's important. I'm pretty sure the guys who wrote this probably remember watching Coming to America back in 1988 and had kind of a love for it. And there was this fear because they were shoving so many cameos, and it could have gotten really dumb. It could have. But then... I kind of did this thing where I'm like, but it's it's kind of a... But depending on who they threw in, it would have gotten done. But it's like, no, they're throwing in 80s cameos. Yeah. And they're doing it in ways that, like, not just famous people. Like, we had Salt and Peppa. We had Gladys Knight. I mean... Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Oh, my God. You don't see him at first. You hear him in Vogue. In Vogue, yeah. But you hear Morgan Freeman, and I was like, oh, my God, that's Morgan Freeman, guys. And then I I was like, are they just doing narration? No, there he is. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Morgan Freeman. Like I said, they had two two of the best narrators in the movie. James Earl Jones and Morgan Freeman. And then you get cameos. I don't. Let's not spoil the one at the end. That's a good cameo. But let me just put it this way. Not can't, you're only going to get it if you're a fan of the first movie. And when they pop up, you're like, oh, my God. And it's so stupid because they're not like famous people. No. But it's just an awesome thing to throw in the movie. And so that's why I feel like it was there was, it was definitely a passion thing. It was a love thing. Whoever, these guys who wrote it must have. Oh, yeah. Which I have. I think I have them written down. I don't have a lot of notes on the second one. Um, coming to, to America, directed by... Craig Brewer from a screen screenplay by Kenya Barris, Barry W. Blaustein, and David Sheffield. Um, Eddie Murphy again is Prince Akeem, uh, and then King Akeem Joffer, who is crowned King of Zamunda. He also plays Randy Watson, soul singer from the you know you know sexual track. Uh, Clarence, Mister uh, Mister Clarence with the barbershop, uh, and Saul, the Jewish barbershop customer. We also have uh, Sidney Hall again as. 
Akeem, Reverend Brown, Morris in the barbershop, Baba, the witch doctor. <laughs> um, James Earl Jones again. We have Wesley Snipes, Tracy Morgan, Paul Bates is back, John Amos is back. Louis Anderson even makes an appearance in this again. We, we need to talk about Louis Anderson. We were just discussing this earlier. So uh, Arsenio Hall and Eddie Murphy were on Jimmy Kimmel. And Jimmy Kimmel was talking to him and brought up Louis Anderson. And, and Arsenio was like, they they made us hire him. He's like, yeah, that's right. He's like, they did. And he's like, what? What do you mean? He's like, yeah, they said we, we had an all-black cast. And this was 1988. We had to put a white comedian in it. And Jimmy Kimmel's cracking up, and they're like, yeah, and we were like, they gave me a list, I remember, he's like, our senior's like, they gave me a list of white guys, <laughs> and he's like, we both looked at each other, and like, well, we both know Louie, and we love Louie, so Louie's in the movie, <laughs> just it's like, but you and I were talking about this earlier, didn't hit me in 1988, it's never hit me before, right, till the other night, when we're watching this, and I was like, wow, this is like an all-black movie, yeah, and what I liked about it is no one paid attention to that. No. Like, it was just a movie. And so people just loved Eddie Murphy and loved Arsenio Hall and thought, this is funny. And I thought that was No, brilliant. there was another white guy. The Jewish guy. Played by Eddie Murphy. He was white, though. No, but when I see him in that Jewish outfit, it makes me think of the Mr. White skits from <laughs> Oh, God. But... How brilliant is that? Like, they took a movie in 1988, cast it with almost all black people. They just made a movie, and people went and saw it and never paid attention. They just thought it was a funny movie. And I was like, that's kind of brilliant. Like, and I I never paid attention. I never thought, oh, my God, there's, like, no white people in this. And I never had trouble, like, I don't, I can't watch, I can't watch black movies. I don't relate. I I can't watch Medea movies because they're not funny. But (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Tyler Perry's a good, you know, a saint of a man, but his movies aren't good. But oh no, I think Tyler Perry's an amazing. Oh yeah, Bing. Um, I just don't like the Medea movies, and God love him, he's tried to break out. People won't let him, so he goes right back to where he knows he'll make money because he makes money. But he's tried to do other things. They just people won't let him do it. Didn't he try to do like some kind of action movie at one time? Yeah, it was yeah. A, something cross. Oh God, it's famous books. They're f- really famous books. Well, I mean, he now owns his own freaking studio that yeah. takes over like almost half of Atlanta. So he's doing good. He's doing fine. Yeah, but I like him. I like I've listened he, yeah, to him he's give a good speeches person, yeah. and stuff. He's a great person, and he did. For as much as I don't like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies, he was a great Baxter Stockman. I'll give. He, Slide whistle down. He just, he just really he just chucked a slide whistle at me, yo. Um, <laughs> he did kind of panic. He was like, oh, "Don't worry, I got my slide whistle back." But Eddie Murphy had this unique thing, and this is what I mean. He was so like, no one paid attention. Mm-hmm. I started thinking about that. I'm like, Eddie Murphy did that quite often. Would make predominantly black movies without people thinking. Look at Boomerang. Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Oh, yeah. He was making, but he was making predominantly black films without making a thing of it. And just like, oh, look, I'm just going to put this movie on. I'm Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. I'm a name. People love me. I'm going to take some advantage of that and just make these movies. And coming to America now, I mean, this one was predominantly black, too. Yeah. Uh, you there know, were more white people in this one than in the first one. <laughs> there were two more. <laughs> I think there was like a... Yeah, that one, that one uh, the, the, the interviewer. 
Yeah, he was in it, but there was like another dude in the like the background scene. Yeah, they, they were all background. Louis mm-hmm. Anderson's in it again, so they had hired that white guy again. Um, <laughs> but I, I really, it, like I said, it never hit. I me. think it was contractual. Never, like I never would have paid t- attention. And of course, it, it, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It takes place in Africa and Queens. I mean, it kind of makes sense that you know it's a lot of African Americans. Makes sense. And Eddie Murphy knew that. I'm sure when they made the film, it just. Thing about it is, is what I think is cool. Like these days, it would have been like, I don't know. You probably wouldn't have had John Landis directing. <laughs> Although I don't know the Craig Brewer. I don't know. Mm. Oh no, Craig Brewer is the same guy who directed uh, uh, Dolomite's the, My Name. Dolomite and, is my name. So. Yeah, I mean, after seeing Dolomite, clearly my name. a little white guy. Oh, clearly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but after watching that movie, my I didn't. I had my fears about coming to America too. Really, I thought you really liked it a lot. Oh, I loved and it. But I had com- my, it's oh, hold coming on. to I, I, America. Okay, coming to America. I did have my fears, you know, before watching it, but Why? I freaking love it. Well, for the same reasons that you kind of had. You like Dolomite is my name. I I know I love Dolomite is but my you name. You said after watching that movie, you had I fears. St- yeah, I still had my fears about it because for the same reasons that you had. About you know it maybe it just getting our hopes up. There's a lot of cameos in it. I mean, yeah, the cameo thing did scare me. I thought they movie, were just going to start piling them in. But like, if there's bam, a movie bam, bam. that is like is okay to have cameos, it's this. So that was my part of my problem with uh, Bill and Ted. Like they put people in just because they could, and it didn't mean they made sense. Speaking of which, when are we going to talk about Tracy Morgan? I mean, we can do that real quick. Tracy Morgan, there's a real love-hate relationship. I love Tracy, but... there's For me, it's a love-hate. Sometimes I think he's really funny. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, he is ruining this film. Get him out. It really just depends on how crazy they decide to let him be at the time. Um, he wasn't bad in this, but he was unnecessary. Yeah, I mean... His role was... I mean, he could have been left out. It really could have. Let's see if I hit this on the head. Tracy Morgan doesn't play a character. He's always just Tracy Morgan. Always. Same dude. Every movie dresses like Tracy Morgan. Agreed. There's never any depth to Tracy Morgan. Hi, I'm the same exact character I've been on everything since 30 Rock. Never been anything different. And that's fine. It works sometimes. I actually feel like he... Luckily, they kind of kept the reins on him a little bit. Because he's... He kind of stood out a little bit, not in a good way, because he almost didn't fit in. But if they, luckily, they kind of reined him just enough that it was okay. And he did have, like I said, one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is he <laughs> says to Arsenio, he's like, for, t- for 25 cents a day, I can uh, sponsor feed your ass. <laughs> Which I thought was really good. Well, the slave from the future yeah, joke, was that was funny too. too. Oh, man. Uh, but that was. Uh, that wasn't him. That was no. Uh, it was yeah. Who I don't know. The, I forget the kid's name. He was, but I recognized him instantly. And I'm like, who is this kid? I know him. I know him. And I looked it up, and I'm like, oh my god, he was on Superior Donuts with Judd Hirsch, which was a show that lasted two seasons. And I really think. Oh, it also had um, Katie Seagal on it. Huh. She played. Uh, I'm telling you, man, you need to check it. out. Is like, it on YouTube or something? I don't know. It was only on a couple years. Uh, 2018, I think, is when it. The last, I think it was 2017, 2018. Huh. 
and I I really enjoyed it, and I just I don't know, it just never kind of found its groove and got canceled. And I really this kid was on it, and I really liked him, so I was glad to see him. I I, I think he's good. I think he's got some potential in the future. The other person I think really stood out in this movie was the girl, and I should have looked their names up, that played uh, the oldest daughter. Fine. She was very good looking. She was really hot. But I could see her being like Marvel or something down the road. Oh, she yeah. gave off a vibe, like totally put that girl in a superhero role. Um, Legs to her neck. And I'm not one that likes nose rings to earrings. Well, I don't things, think it was but real. that was kind of cool. Because she didn't have it all the time. No, no. but it was kind of cool. She, she worked it. I think it was like Bark a girl. I think it was like a cuff. Like that. Slide whistle down. Oh. Holy shit. Oh fuck the slide whistle is down. Uh, shit. <sighs> but I thought like I, I I thought she stood out. Like I thought she did a really good oh, yeah. job. Like I was like, yeah, this girl I, I could see her in roles in the future. I could see her career kind of taking off and doing really well. Hey, even even the 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 younger sisters oh, I actually three, did well. Yeah, I thought oh, they yeah. were all really good. She just had the middle part. one. I don't feel like got much. She seems like no. kind of plain Jane, like just there. She's the typical middle child. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, neither of those two got a lot of scene, but of course, the little one, the youngest one, got a little. More, yeah, a little I bit think. more. I mean, she's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. I want some royal bathers. That's all I know. Amen. I'm sick of touching my own wiener. And Apparently, Leslie her. got her own bather too. Is it Leslie or Lindsay? Uh, Leslie. Leslie. Yeah, Leslie. Yeah, but I'm sick of, I'm sick of cleaning my own wiener, for you know, a few minutes in the bathtub. Right. Stu told me the other night he gets bored with himself. I'm like, yeah, me too. I get real bored. And mine's never clean. It's always dirty. I'm a great lover with other people, but I'm really boring for myself. <laughs> you see, that's why you gotta treat yourself. You need to light a candle like I do. <laughs> I do have a candle. <laughs> It's eucalyptus mint. <laughs> <laughs> Very relaxing. Stuart, no, but he does have a candle, so now that's all I think is that's why he bought the fucking candle. If, <laughs> if, tonight, candle. if tonight, right before I go to bed, I'm walking by his bedroom door and I see him lighting the candle, and all of a sudden he shuts the door and I hear, let's get it on. <laughs> He's got let's a silk robe. He's just... God. I've been really trying. He lights incense. Just to go whack it. I'm, get, so, I'm still going to buy a Oh, my God. I can night. see this scene in a movie. Like, I'm walking to my room, and I, he's wearing the silk robe. The lights are out. The candle comes on. I hear, I hear, let's get it on, chime in. And as he goes to close the door, I go, but you're alone. And the door just <laughs> shuts. <laughs> There's mood lighting. You can hear. <laughs> I can see him turn around with a bottle of baby oil and he that shuts needs, the door. That, that needs to happen in a movie. <laughs> That's so He turns happen. around. He's like. He's got the baby oil in his hand, grins at me, shuts the door. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a baby oil in a sock. <laughs> <laughs> a black sock. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, that sock's not even clean. Oh, God, that's nasty. <laughs> Stu, Stu only wears, like, ankle socks, too, so that'd be really weird. It's kind of small. I've so. never nutted into a sock in my life, guys. There have been moments where you're like in the heat of the moment with someone. Did and I you're clean like, this? Did I wash this? <laughs> oh, but there's the heat of the moment with someone. Why are my feet sticky? And you're like, oh, my God, we need something. And you grab a T-shirt or anything close by, right? It's never been a sock, ever. 
course, when you're in that moment, you're with a girl and you need something bad enough, you don't really care what you're grabbing for. You're like, oh, fuck it, if it's a sock, give it to me. I don't care. What's never happened to you? I just wipe it on their belly. Well, yeah, but then you got to wipe it off with something. You can't just let them get it all yeah. over your covers. Uh, <sighs> Go to the bathroom and use some toilet paper. They can't get up. You're putting You're it down. horrible. <laughs> you got to help the girl. God. Dude just rolls over. I'm done. I'll push her. I'll push her off the bed. Go, go, go. Clean up. Go, go. Clean up. Go, go. Clean Clean up. up. Bring me a sandwich. (laughs) Don't come back to bed without some cookies. And don't forget to blow out the candle. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to blow out the candle. (laughs) Oh God. That's good. <laughs> Worse yet, I'm in my room. I hear, don't forget to blow out the candle. You're alone! <laughs> I'm worried about Stu. Yeah, well. <laughs> Lots of us are. I'm worried about me. I sleep in the room next to Stu. Oh, God. Hey, it's going to happen. I'm going to do that to him one night. Oh, God. <laughs> Except I won't yell or scream. I'll just go. Just roll my eyes and walk in my room. <laughs> turn I'll, on the I'll, fan. I'll wait till someone's over here and then do it. Turn on the fan, put on some headphones, turn on some Netflix. <laughs> I don't want to know. It's going to be a horrible five minutes for me. <laughs> and then all I hear is, imagine how it would be for the girl. No. <laughs> oh, God. What were we talking about? Uh... Bathers. <laughs> yes. yes. I want bathers. some. <laughs> bathers would be nice. Some royal with bathers. It, with it being PG-13, just cut out a lot of the crap from the first one that it I really, enjoyed. All it cut out was the F word, really. Yeah, boobs. really. Boobs. We get it, Stu. You can literally get on your phone. And I don't care. I wanted to see that. Then they're in the movie. Well, you didn't see that. I mean, it. honestly, the, the word fuck is really funny in the first movie multiple times. For example, yes, fuck you, don't. I don't. That's hilarious. But the other one is, fuck you, fuck you, and fuck fuck you. you. Who next? Like that's a classic line, man. It is classic. We we do it all the time. time. Yeah. I also love. That'll be eight (laughs) dollars. So good. I gotta admit, uh, watching this one and watching the first one, the barbers are by. Far the funniest part. Agreed. In both movies. They make me laugh endlessly. And this one, they come in once again talking about boxers. And then they get into Conor McGregor. <laughs> it was pretty brilliant. Because if you remember the first one, it's like, Rocky Marciano. Rocky Marciano. If the man wants to be called Muhammad Ali, then he can be called Muhammad Ali. His mama called him Cassius Clay. I'm going to call him Cassius Clay. <laughs> it's like, they're brilliant. They are brilliant. And some of the funniest scenes in the movie. And then we have one Randy Watson, (laughs) who is also brilliant. And might have been, even a smaller role in this one, just as funny, if not funnier. What is it? We are family. I've got sexual chocolate chocolate with me. me. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Really good. God. Yeah, it was good. Well, speaking of uh, lyrics to songs, the Midnight Train to Zamunda. <laughs> Gladys Knight singing Midnight Train to Zamunda. That, that thing has been redone three times now. Yes. If you've listened to our past shows, 
you realize it was first midnight train to Austin. No, 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 no. Oh. plane. Oh, that's right. Midnight, midnight plane, plane to, to Austin. Austin. Midnight, midnight train, train to Georgia. Georgia. Now midnight, midnight train to Zamunda. Zamunda. So Eddie Murphy recently came out. And Shouldn't said, it have been like midnight elephant to Zamunda? Well, it's got a rhyme. Well, <laughs> something that rhymes with a tra- uh, plane or train. Um, Alpaca. Yes, that you got it. Nailed it right on that. <laughs> so Eddie Murphy recently came out and said, "Yeah, there could be a coming three, coming to America three when I turn seventy-five, which will be sixteen years after the release of Coming to America two. Then he'll be dying." And his son will have to. Yeah, go. there you go. <laughs> his son will have to go. Well, no, the his daughter would be the queen. So, majority of this one takes place in Zamunda. Actually, mm-hmm. most yes. of it does. the The flying back and forth took was real quick in between. Well, and I was kind. Of, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, jet. but uh, flying from Africa to America probably takes a little longer than that. But hey, it's all e- right. even on a private jet. Um, movie magic. I was actually worried because they come to America and then go right back to Zamunda, and I'm like, "Oh shit, that's it. We're not going to see any more of the characters because they're in Zamunda." But we do, which I was happy to see. Yes. Um. Yeah, I really liked it. I think you have to expect that it's going to be updated, and it was, mm-hmm. and it was meant to be in the theaters. And COVID, fuck you. Um, right. Uh, COVID kind of fucked that up, and it went to Amazon Prime instead. And uh, it definitely felt like a theatrical movie to me. Yeah. Um, it would have been better at the theaters. Oh, yeah. I wish that they would have done what a lot of the movies are doing. It's like, we'll release it at home, but you can go see it at the theaters, too. I probably wouldn't. I would have went to the theater to see it. I mean, this movie, it wasn't as good as the first one, but I still loved it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was... It, the, Eddie Murphy, while... Eddie Murphy is a big character, and he is not the main character in it. He's still big, though. Which also means Arsenio, <laughs> Arsenio was way less in this one than he yeah. was in the first one. Still in it, but not as much. But it, it focused on his son a lot more, which, you know, was cool. I mean, he had a he was in it, but the love story, all that, was his son's now, which I guess, well, it kind of works. Right. I mean, there's a lot of you know corny tropes, but still... It's, it makes it whole magical. Yes, it made it magical. He's been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I've been drinking. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. It sucks to me because uh, Bill Bellamy and... Uh, Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy. You've been on a Bill Bellamy trip lately. I was thinking of what's-his-face Bellamy. And he, Randolph and Mortimer, his last name is Bellamy. Uh, they're both passed away, so you can't really do trading places. Too, which would be interesting. That yeah. would they probably just go with like he loses. Her all, father used. They to lose do. all their money and wait, but they've introduced a son, son and nephew now, so they could totally do it and put yeah. somehow make him the Dukes. Yeah, it was Dukes. It was Dukes. Hmm, Hollywood, do hmm. I see a sequel? They, but it probably wouldn't be Eddie Murphy. They would just or Dan Aykroyd. Why? What's he doing? Eating. Selling vodka on his skull. Talking about it, ghost. Ghostbusters. Duh. Selling vodka and eating. Is that being released this year? Yeah. Okay. This summer, I think. Um, I'm looking forward to that too. That's uh, that's uh, 
Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, and all the living Ghostbusters are going to have a comedy Now, see, if they would have uh, done this sooner, they could have had Spangler in there, or, yeah, Egon in there. Well, they do. Do they? It's his, ki- it's his grandkids. Mm. That's the kids in the movie. Well, I'm saying they uh, had him personally. Yeah, dude, I mean, he's been dead for a little while. And yeah, but they were talking about before he died. Well, if you want to get mad at somebody... Fucking Bill Murray. Get mad at Bill Murray. He's the one who wouldn't Jerk. do it. I don't know, though. I love Ghostbusters, and we are amongst the ones, my family, my mom, and we huge fans of Ghostbusters, too. And a lot, Some people didn't like it. We think it's brilliant. It's pretty good. And I think if you didn't like it, you're missing the brilliance of Ghostbusters, too. Yeah. And I think if they would have made a Ghostbusters <coughs> 3 right after it, but waiting for years, I don't know that no. it would have worked. And I think this idea kind of works. It's like... I think they're going to bring the magic back because it's like the magic is gone. The Ghostbusters in this movie were, were more of a legend at this point. Like people, they haven't been around forever. They're like legend. People are like, yeah, I kind of remember the Ghostbusters. They saved New York once, right? So it's almost like discovering them again. It's kind of a cool idea. And I, I still wonder because Bill Murray always said he would only do it if he was dead and a ghost. He always said like, I, I'll only do another Ghostbuster if they kill me off and maybe they make me a ghost. So be interesting but then he was in the female ghostbuster movie oh, i was it is a cameo uh, it had okay moments but the movie overall was not good no thor was great in it <laughs> that was funny he was actually really good in it it was kind of funny Chris yeah. Hemsworth was really good in it but yeah it was the ending was so like, hello, nothing exciting. Like, it just sort of, here's yeah. the bad thing, and that's over. Uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. But speaking <laughs> wasn't of that. Stay puffed. Melissa McCarthy's new movie with um, Octavia Spencer. Oh, it was like Thunder. It looks so good. They play they superheroes. Like superheroes? <laughs> I was like, first of all, I love Melissa McCarthy, so it's. Yeah, but doesn't she play the same person over and over again? That does get annoying. Sort of, yeah, but no more than not not necessarily. I would argue that I can name roles where she absolutely did not play the same character. First of all, the first role I ever saw her in Suki and the Gilmore Girl, she's nothing like anything I've ever seen her in. Mm. Um Good point. she does the same kind of comedy, but I don't think she sometimes she plays like a real like meek. Um sometimes she's kind of tough chick. I uh, I didn't like it, but what's that movie she was in with Jason Bateman where she steals his it's like identity thief or something like that? Uh, I did so. not like the movie, but she she's disgusting in it. She's like gross and slobby, and so no, I I think she plays different, but she's but she's funny. I I, I, I just watch um Spy. It that I don't care. She is so funny, and Jason Jason Statham has me in tears in that movie, and those two together, he's like this one time cut my own arm off and I just sew it back on and he's, she's like I don't e- I don't even think that's possible <laughs> like that you, have you ever seen it I haven't seen I it know. I need to check it out it's so fun and Jason Statham is hilarious in it like watch it it's good it's got Jason Statham in it there he's a badass name a bad Jason Statham movie you know tra- uh, Transporter 2 was not good but was still he enjoyed in, it was he in the second one yeah but the third one's good Third one's good. That's what it was. Yeah, the first one's really was great. Second one, yeah, and the third one's pretty good again. Right. Yeah, but you still enjoy him. People worried about the Meg. The Meg is awesome.
awesome, and they're making a sequel because it's never so saw good. Make. You would love it. Don't mm-hmm. you? Is it kind of like Jaws? No. Oh. It's a giant megalodon. It's action comedy. Oh. Yeah, hmm. it's totally worth watching. Trust me. I've okay. seen it like twice, and it's you'll laugh through it. You'll like it. You know, we need to do like a Guy Ritchie episode with Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch. Yeah, it's past is No, you might. Both 90s, you right? made it in the 90s, yeah. yeah. I, I liked some of the Guy Ritchie stuff, but we disagree vehemently. What? Snatch is way better. I, I like disagree. Snatch. Uh, Snatch is just too glitzy. Great. Awesome. It was good, but no, it's not better than Lockstock. You're talking about the movie. Oh. It's great. Okay. Yeah, hey, Lockstock, I mean, it's gritty. I mean, it makes you think, you know, British mop, British mafia. It's just, it, it hits home. It, it's <laughs> yeah. And Snatch is hilarious. And it makes you laugh. They're through the both whole hilarious. movie. No, Snatch doesn't have a dog that eats a squeaky toy and every time he barks and squeaks. You mean Lockstock? Yeah, whatever. Snatch does. Shut up. You're dumb. Say it. I mean, it's good. Both, they're both good movies. Hey, what did I say? I said Just one's up. better. Remember when I said shut up? Lockstock. Remember when I told you to shut up? Two smoking barrels. Stick that thing in your mouth and shut up. I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Now shut up. So, like, I would give uh, Coming to America eight and a half out of ten stars, and I would give Coming to America probably about, like, seven, seven and a half, maybe, out of ten stars. i give Coming to America nine out of ten. I'd give Coming <laughs> to <laughs> America <laughs> I was gonna say something before you said. eight out of five. I'm sorry, 8.5 out of ten. You have been drinking. <laughs> yeah. Wait. How long has it been since you watched the first one? It's been a minute. Yeah, you need to watch it. I mean, it's really good. I would. It's not a perfect movie. Like, there's a lot of flaws in it. But the bathers are awesome. You in can it. forget. Oh my god, dude, we get it. It's all he's talked about all night. Ooh, she titty. He's gonna like that masturbation. Tonight. titties. Yeah, I'm lighting that camera. Man, you weren't titties. My favorite part of the first one was titties. Did you hear? He's gonna break out a camera. Yeah. It's just gonna be you. For who? For everyone to see. Well, none of us will watch it. No. Oh. Fine. You ain't got no OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFans. What the hell? I don't know. I mean, I totally think you should launch that site. Is like, it's, you know, because you know people are always taking sites and making like fake ones. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. And it fans only. Hell, I don't know. Yes, you do. We've talked about this before. Oh uh, yeah. Put it all uh, the fucking, uh, look, look. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. People put shit up. Um, all it. It's the reason why you have the masturbation candle. It's not just sex. Fans only or whatever is not like celebrities and shit get on there, right? And they yeah, like, yeah. You see it. If you get on TikTok, I you see it all the time. Turn on my it, fan I only think it's page. only fans. Nah, I don't fucking know. It's one of those two. Let's not pretend we know it exists. We just And I know there's probably lots of titties on it. And you're They're paying titties. It's kind of like we knew what back page was. Well, yeah, there was a big-ass article. I read all about Backpages when it got shut down. They were busting, like, fucking prostitution rings and shit. Oh. Yeah, it was it was kind of like a Craigslist almost, but it had, like... I honestly didn't know about Backpage until it got shut down. Yeah. And I was reading, like, fucking articles like, whoa, I never knew this existed. Damn. Right. <laughs> Why didn't I know? Then I they give me t- some hookers. Then they took down uh, Craig- Craigslist's uh, uh, thing, I think. Like, their personal... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I think the personals are still up. There was a second thing. I've only known one person to date somebody from those personals. Just one. 
Stewart, right? What? No. No. I don't know how we got there, but we got there. Somehow we got from coming to America to back pages. And Craigslist. To Craigslist. Yeah, we took a hop, skip, and a jump on that one. To Stu abducting Yeah, crackers. fuck you and the hop, skip, and the jump shit. <laughs> Just killing Sally. No, she put something on Facebook about it today. Somebody said in a meeting or something. Yeah, yeah. she like lost it. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> Every time we hear hop, skip, and a jump, we just want I I twitch. Like, oh I just can't stop laughing. I'm twitching. And then Sally just busts up. <laughs> Kevin and his hop, skipping. And I'm going to be hop, skipping, and jumping with him tomorrow. It's going to cause a Stu, lot of reactions. Stu will be there for a little bit, and then yeah. he's taking off. Sally will be there. My yeah, sister will the be fights. there. Uh, we have other friends that may show up, and they're going to learn the hard way that uh, my hop skips and her jumps. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I'm just going to take the hop. You guys can skip and jump. Oh, I'm going to skip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I mean, I overall, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, yeah. I would recommend everybody watching it. Again, there's going to be people that are like, fuck this movie. It wasn't the first movie. No, it's not fuck the first movie. Fuck those haters. Never no. is. Right? No. It's rarely is a sequel as good as the first yeah, one. Yeah, right? It does happen. Especially when it's like 20, 30 years later. I mean, it does happen occasionally. Um, I mean, Godfather 2. I mean, okay. those That's just as good as the Keep original. Going, but, though. You know, but, Keep going, but, but still... Keep this going. is a damn good movie. Uh, uh, they didn't stop at Godfather 2. Well, Didn't Godfather like 3 four? is not good. No, they made it's 3. It's not good, but I heard the Godfather Coda, which is like a remake of 3. They did like a director's cut or yeah. something. Like I heard it's better. Yeah. But still not that good. Not good, yeah. Like Aliens. It's pretty fucking good. Uh, yeah, they didn't stop at 1, 2, 3, 6. I'm kind of looking forward to the next one. Oh, they're kind of jumping... They're going back. They're bringing back Newt and like all the characters from the second one. So they're gonna kind of ignore, but not. It's gonna be weird. I don't know how they're doing it yet, but every once in a while you get like, you know, Terminator Two is pretty fucking good too. You know, that's true. Cameron that is true. James Cameron. Yep. Now he's just busy with his submarines. <laughs> you like submarines? I do like submarines. No. And books of them. No, he's uh. He's decided that we all really, we all really need another fucking. Uh, what's the fucking movie? Avatar. With, with the blue people, yeah, that's the one. I liked it. Here's I the liked thing. the first one. I liked it. I don't think we need a second. Totally one. forgot about it. Like I, I'm like, uh, yeah, we, it's like I went to the theater. And I was like, this is a good fucking movie. But like, there's these, there's movies you go and you're like, so fucking good. I want to go home and watch it again. Like, like everything from Marvel. <laughs> like, yeah. I just went last year. Uh, actually, it was right at the end of 2019 into the very beginning of 2020. I watched all the Marvel movies over again in order. I know. And, yeah, it took me weeks. I mean, I just sit and one now day. We're about to say, now we're gonna have to oh, yeah, it was over weeks. You know, I spent weeks watching them. And, like, that was just a year ago, and I'd already seen, you know, uh, Endgame and all that right before it. And now I'm like, I still want to watch them again. Like, I love They're Endgame. good movies. They're fun. Especially now that WandaVisions came out. And WandaVision is the shit. Today was the last episode. I still haven't seen the last episode. Today's, I haven't watched it yet. The Teddy's the last one? Oh, crap. I haven't watched it yet either. I'll watch it Me either. when I lay in bed, I'm sure. But God, when Tony Stark's like, I am Iron Man, you're like, no, but awesome. But no, he's dead. I don't know. They're just really fucking good. And then I was watching this thing the other day, and they were talking about all the lines 
that are said in like one Marvel movie that that character continues to say like you'll see them throughout Marvel movies and like Captain America's got a couple of li- like it's a line that just continues I forget what they are like but the character will say it in like the first movie and then they'll use it again later and they'll use it again later and it's kind of like a reoccurring line with Tony Stark it's obviously I'm Iron Man and so you know but some of them get really cool like little lines and I was like god I don't pay like these guys had their shit together, man. They were like writing. They know what's going on, movie to movie. They have to. Meanwhile, DC is just kind of fumbling their way around a set. You know, and I do have some hopes for the Snyder Cut, but we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. They, shall when see. is that supposed they to can't, air? They can't listen. And I know people say famous last words, but I mean this. They can't make it any worse. Adding anything to it's bound to make it a little better. <laughs> like. Put dark side uh, next month or this month. I don't know. But no, the f- yeah, it's this month. I think the fifteenth. Anyway, adding dark side and although he added Joker and he wasn't originally in it, and I'm not sure the whole Jared Leto Joker. They shit. added Joker into it. Yeah, oh my God. he wasn't in the original cut. He he put that shitty ass looking Joker in. Ooh. Don't worry, we took away all the tattoos and gave him really long string hair, so now he looks like Tommy Wiseau. Okay. Yeah, oh, hey, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's my Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> that was pretty good. Thank oh, you. Hey. <laughs> Stewie doesn't even know who Tommy Wiseau is. I don't know. <laughs> so his version was. Well, hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I do recommend it. I thought it was, uh, it was a fun watch. We enjoyed ourselves. Now, granted, there were three of us sitting here eating pizza, drinking beers, and watching it and laughing together. So that always helps. But, Having a good old time. Um, but. I think uh, taking a movie, updating it now, and trying to keep the same heart and spirit of it. Why I said if you haven't seen the first one first, you need to watch it because there are a lot of oh yeah scene references. They actually play a lot of things in the same order, and they and they made new old scenes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you saw this movie first, it will throw you off. Yeah, but maybe you'd think it was funnier. And, I don't know. It gives you hope. Like I said, I was I was really excited for Bill and Ted, and I think my problem with Bill and Ted is watching Bill and Ted face the music almost ruined the first two for me. Like it's kind of like watching the third Matrix movies. Like the fuck, assholes! Why did you do that? Like you took you took the good stuff and just wiped it out as if it didn't exist. And like at the end of Bill and Ted Bogus Journey. Bill and Ted, fucking, they get up on stage. They rock the house. They play the song. And then it's like, oh, no, we never did that. We never, we we were kind of worthless all these years. Like, we just, we ruined our lives. We didn't do shit with our whole lives. And I, I don't know. It's like, so they're lame. Oh, no, they had kids. That's what they did that was special. No, fuck you. That's what I, that's what I did that was special. Not they're Bill and Ted. They're supposed to be the awesome ones. They're the chosen ones. There is a soundtrack from the movie of Coming yeah, to I America. Know. The problem is it wasn't released until today, so only one song was out there, which uh, mm-hmm. we've mentioned this, but uh, Kevin's been working with him now, but uh, our friend of the show, Matt Brown, has been releasing... Matty Matt. Spotify playlists for most of our shows, the ones that have music involved. Really good show. And really for good this particular show. shoe, he, uh, he's putting together the soundtrack for Coming to America and adding the one song that was released for Coming to America on there. Um, come in. 
Mm-hmm. We just heard a weird docking noise. It could be spirits from beyond the grave. Uh, but he's put together some, and, and Kevin's been doing some artwork for, for some of those as well. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Uh, I, he's supposed to be sending uh, links to Stu to post on Facebook for the Spotify playlist. Matt, have you been doing that? Uh, yeah. So we've got, like, the, we're actually, the next three episodes, uh, th- tonight was supposed to be one of those, and then this kind of last minute, Spanktall couldn't make it, and we knew this was coming out, and uh, Stu's, Stu had said something about, well, why don't we watch them, and then just talk about coming to America. So we decided to record a show for our OnlyFans. Our OnlyFans. <laughs> and then... The next three shows, like, uh, I have nothing, like, well, I do. I have all the notes and shit, but I didn't pick the topics for the next three shows. The next one was picked by Senior Stupert. Um, the one after that was uh, Senior Kevin, and the one after that is Senior Spank Dog. Oh. The, the Kilmer episode. Shit. Um, Don't die. Which, Shut uh, up! Just say it. Yeah, and when I, you say I, it, you kill. No, I just try to he is fix Grim Reaper. the. I do not want to kind of put a hex or anybody on. I'm trying to save that by saying, "Do not die." Keep so just hole, saying, buddy. I just, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, we know. I'm trying to save lives. He's doing great. He beat cancer. We'll talk about it. Um, I, yeah. It's funny. I look at Stu. I'm like. I want you to pick the next show. Yeah, Val Kilmer. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. We'll talk about Val Kilmer, which is fine because yeah. I love Val. So it's all good. Um, Does he love you? And it's probably relevant because, you know, we got some Val Kilmer coming out this year. Yeah. But we're I, mean, gonna be I, doing I Val think Kilmer he's episode. not going to be in it long. but Probably not, but that's okay. Uh, he's got two movies coming out this year. So he's I, I don't remember the name of the other one. I'll look it up before we do the show. I might already have it in my show notes. But, uh, you know, when Stu said that, it's, it's not, sometimes it's hard when we do kind of Single topics. So, like, we're not... Tonight's episode is not going to be one of our epic two-and-a-half-hour-long ones. When we do single topics, um, we often do it a lot when it's the three of us, when Spank Dog or somebody can't make it or something like that. But we don't always... Sometimes it's like I feel like we don't have as much information. Um, We did with Kiss, and that was actually a really good show. Again, even if you... If really you, good show. If you've been hesitant of listening to the Kiss episode, listen to the Kiss episode. Yeah. Me. Even if you don't like Kiss, they're interesting as hell. And we had a good time doing that episode. But when Stu said Val Kilmer, I'm like, are we really going to, you know, do it? And then, you know, Val Kilmer is a very interesting person. More so than you probably think. And we'll get into it. And I'm going to focus primarily on his 80s stuff, even though. Like Top Secret? Right, and most of us think of Val Kilmer as a prolific 80s actor, but not. He was more of a 90s actor, straight up. Mm. I mean, all his amazing roles. And he liked theater a well, lot. That's where he started. Really? We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about no, no, Val Kilmer episode, but <laughs> he was in way more. He wasn't in that many movies in the 80s, mostly in the 90s, and his biggest hits were, were 90s flicks, and some of my favorite Val Kilmer movies were 90s movies. So, um, so we'll do that, and then... Kev has been wanting to do a topic, so we're researching that. We're going to set up a whole topic or a whole thing for that, and that's going to be really Chess. interesting. No, we're going to the mall. We're going to the mall. We're going to talk about malls. I think we're alone now. And it'll end up being... Kind of sad and depressing, probably. Nah. I mean, it's malls. Right. I mean, now. Way more interesting. We'll, than we'll talk about... We'll, we'll reminisce. 
And then should uh, I do some uh, pictures of uh, the first share mall that we can put on Facebook? Um, <laughs> then Spanky <laughs> Spanky wants to do an ACDC episode. I'm totally on board. Yeah, that'd be good. Fuck, fuck yeah, I love ACDC. And uh, again, interesting. Bond band. Scott versus. I don't think there's a versus there, but go on. Scott this? Johnson. Scott versus. Johnson, huh? Brian. Brian. Yeah. I want to try to find me like a British schoolboy outfit and just wear it for that show. With a hat. Yeah, the hat and, and thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that you, I totally think you should. Yeah. And you should do the lips like that. Then I'm going to grab, you know, I'm going to like get some big balls and bring them on with me. You've got, got big balls? balls. I've got, got big balls. balls. That's not even uh, ACDC. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh,. No, I think that's... No, you're wrong. <laughs> Whatever you're about to say, you're wrong. It's ACDZ. She's got the biggest... Or I've got the, the biggest balls of the ball. Hmm. It's ACDZ. Yeah. You can sit there and in your head and try to think who it is, and we're telling you it's ACDZ. <laughs> I'm worried about doing A lot, really. Honestly. Uh, if you don't believe it, your phone's sitting right there. You can look it up. He's shitting himself. Yeah, I know. He's been doing that a lot lately. A lot. Um, after the mall or after the ACDC episode, we got some real cool s- stuff lined up. We, we, I'm really looking forward to uh, the As Seen on TV episode. Oh, I've already yes. started putting the shit together. And as always goes, uh, you may think, like, what the hell are you going to talk about? And then... We'll throw shit out, and you'll be like, oh, my God, I forgot, and that's brilliant. And don't worry. We will always talk about Alfonso Rivera's popping and locking. You know, one of these days, I'm going to take up slide whistle lessons, and I'm going to be the Alfonso Ribeiro of slide whistle. I think Is there an actual thing called slide whistle lessons? Probably. I think you should get on. I, think, I think we have plenty of time before we get to that episode. I think the challenge is Kevin has to get on eBay, see if he can buy popping and locking, and see if he can learn how to pop and lock before we do that episode. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to learn how to walk first. And then I'm looking forward to other stuff. I was in the bathroom at work the other day, and we have like satellite radio, and they were playing Return of the Mac, and I totally was like, now we have to do a 90s R&B because I'm in there just going, Return of the Mac, yes it is. Oh my God! And I'm like, I got, we gotta do R&B, and I want to do TGIF, and there's just tons of shit. We're gonna do some cartoon episodes, and some, we got some good shit coming up. Oh shit! There is a video on YouTube about how to play the slide whistle. <laughs> oh my God! It's three minutes and two seconds. Well, fuck! That's all it takes to learn the slide whistle. Okay. You are set. Yeah. Don't watch it now. Don't watch it now. Nobody can see you. Stop it. Uh. That's all I got. I'm done. And you're worried about me. Stick a fork in me. You got it. We we started this episode later than usual because we watched a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought about recording during the movie. And I was like, nah. Like, just sitting it. And if we talked, we talked. But I was like, fuck that. We're, we're eating pizza and watching a movie. So that's what we did. That would have been fun, though. What we should do is record no matter what. Once we get back tomorrow. If it's three o'clock in the morning, we record because we've been out at Bachfest all day drinking for like twelve hours. <laughs> I saw it too. I thought he was gonna fart, but then I think maybe he was counting like a horse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just <laughs> folks at home can't see, but it's kind of brilliant. Uh, that's all I got. You guys got anything? You want to give any final thoughts or opinions or 
recipes? Mm. No. I'm good. Fuck you guys. I hate you guys so much. Like, for the reals, every week, you guys got anything? Oh, God, shit, man. I don't mean to. Me neither. I don't really like my friends. Right, because you shouldn't like them. They suck. Guys, uh, we appreciate you listening. And as always, you can check us out on Facebook. We are the Mixtape Podcast. Uh, I don't know what else we are. That's what we are. Again, check out uh, if Matt would give us links. We could tell you to go check out the cool Spotify playlist. He was very excited. He was doing the putting together the Van Halen one the other day. He's like, oh, my God, this music is all so good. I'm like, uh-huh, we know. And he's not wrong. Yeah, you can't listen to Van Halen for long and not like... It, that uh, The mashup that Spanky was doing the other night, the one with um, Stevie Wonder and Van Halen. I'm just sitting there watching it like, this is fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I was just, I, I was like, I just watched that whole video and, and enjoyed the hell out of all of it. And also realized how how fucking spot on of an impression Eddie Murphy does to Stevie Wonder. Like, right. I, don't, I don't mean a little bit. I mean, like, it is spooky. We should do a whole Eddie Murphy episode. Delirious is on Netflix now. And, uh, Delirious uh, and Raw, that would be awesome. Yeah, not to mention Saturday Night Live and just like his comedy stuff. You know, it's just really great. And he did some fantastic movies, you know. Oh, yeah. Like 48 Hours. Even Golden another, Child. Oh, God, so good. Another 48 I, I, I Hours. I the another 48 Hours is decent. It's Please. not nearly as good as the first one, but it's still pretty good. Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2. Mm. Oh, God. We two have talked about it forever. And there's really only three movies in the 80s. And we... But we totally did. Whoopi Goldberg in the fucking 80s was like our hero. Yeah. She was so good. Jumping Jack Flash. I was about to say. Jumping Jack Flash. Burglar. Burglar. Um, Something Beauty. What was it called? What was it called? Something Beauty. And uh, was she in Pink Cadillac? Uh, Raisin and... Not Raisin. um, The Color Purple. She was in The Color Purple, Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, something beauty. God bless it. Hold on, we're looking it up and then we'll say goodbye. But we have to know now. Yes. Alright. Love you guys. Till next time we talk. Remember, stay awesome. Stay awesome. Stay, stay, stay awesome. awesome. Stay awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. You guys.
Fatal Beauty. Fatal Beauty. We looked it up. That was the Whoopi Goldberg movie. And if you stuck around this long, now you know, and you're glad you did it. And no one's half the battle. I'm sure they looked it up themselves. Did you say looked it up or licked it up? Yes. 